Well, uh-oh, here we go. Oh, there's a delay. Why is there such a bad delay? No. Why is it running slow? Oh, this is not good. It has to catch up. Let me uh let me do something here. Hang on everybody. There we go. We caught up now. Sorry about that. You never know with technology. I was just telling my mother today, you know, everything goes goes well until it doesn't. And then uh, you never know what's, what's going on there. There still seems to be a little bit of a delay. Um, so don't watch my mouth uh, in that. Well, anyway, I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, we're excited to be with you today. I'm in my, you can't see, and I'm uh, I'm in my... Uh, swim trunks and hope t-shirt because we'll have water baptism uh, today again at the on-site service and so we're excited about it we were going to have five but we have three one of the young ladies her boss that she works for has covid so she is quarantined and uh, so i just found that out last night and then another one is just going to wait so they can be baptized together because they're buds so that's kind of neat we have a um uh, cousins getting baptized and then um, another another young man uh, getting baptized today so we're excited so anyway that's why I'm dressed the way that I am uh, in in there people think it's funny when I wear a t-shirt and, and uh, swim trunks to church now I'm not ready to preach from that but uh, it's good for good for water baptism okay question of the day question of the day what is one what is a gift that you have a gift that you have, like a, a, a unique gift, a unique gift. I can crack my nose, okay? Wait, can you hear it? Oh, it's not working. Okay, I don't have any unique gifts. What's a unique gift that you have? Uh, Lindsay's here with me. She's up for the weekend, leaving after the online service. And she has a gift that she's going to share on her phone uh, with that. So any unique gifts. Let me turn my mom up here. She's also watching. Ma, what gifts you got? Huh? How about, well, you have you have gift, gift of hospitality. How about that? That's a good one. You were a framer, picture framer. Yeah, something something unique. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, Dory writes, my husband, he's unique. Well, that is true. I am unique, one of a kind. Lindsay, did you post anything yet? Yes. Here, okay, just, I can turn my tongue upside down. Oh, oh, nice. Lindsay, I can blow up a balloon with my nose. Wow, see, if, if I would have known or remembered that, we would have shown that online. Uh, that would have been tremendous. I bet you've never come to a church service online or on site where somebody actually blows up a balloon with their nose. Um, we'll work on that next time Lindsay comes home. <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Anybody else? 
any uh, unique gifts that you have? Uh, not too many here. Come on, you all are unique in one way or another uh, in that. So you think about that. If you think of something uh, that's not too embarrassing, put it up. Although I don't know that you can top blowing up a balloon with your nose. I mean, that's pretty, pretty special there. Well, anyway, let's take a look at our uh, verse for the day. It's Isaiah 26.3. This is a verse you need to know. That's the bottom line. You just need to know um, this verse, Isaiah 26.3, and it says this, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So God will keep you in perfect peace all who trust in you. All who trust in God, he will keep in perfect peace all whose thoughts are fixed on you. You ever had a thought in your mind? This has happened to me often. You have a thought in your mind and you just can't get it out. And you try not to think about it, but you keep thinking about it. Well, when it says fixed on you, that's how our minds need to be in thinking about God. His goodness and His grace and His uh, greatness and, and all of these different characteristics of God. Our, our minds need to be fixed on Him and not fixated on other things. And then He will give us the peace uh, that we so desperately need. That's what we're going to be talking about today. But let me uh, read it again and read it uh, out loud or um, however you want to follow along. But Isaiah 26, 3, you should highlight it, uh, mark it down. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Well, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we gather together, we gather together in Jesus' name. And Lord, so we know where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are. You're right there with us. And though we're separated, we're completely together. <laughs> though we're different, we're completely united because Jesus brings us all together uh, at this particular moment, at this particular point in time, because Lord, you want to speak to us. And so we say at the very beginning of our service today, we open up our our ears, our minds, our hearts to you, and we ask you, Lord, to speak, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for your faithful giving. Uh, throughout everything that's been going on, our church is not just surviving, we are thriving. The unfortunate reality is, is during uh, COVID and everything that's, that's happened, uh, there are thousands of churches that have closed and never reopened. And that is sad. That's sad. Uh, they say that crisis accelerates. Crisis accelerates. You, you, go, you go where you were headed already uh, when crisis comes. And uh, thankfully, we have been moving forward and we're continuing to move forward. We never missed a beat through all of it and we're advancing. And going forward, as soon as we were able to, we've already baptized or are going to have baptized, you know, 13, 14 people, um, people getting saved, being discipled, uh, people being encouraged and blessed, uh, ministries going uh, full speed ahead. And here's how that happens because of your faithfulness. See, God is faithful. It's our, he requires our faithfulness and our church is ridiculously generous. And look at the blessings. Look at the blessings of it. Every announcement that I'm going to share with you is made possible uh, by, by your faithful giving. Um, 
sometimes God does something miraculous. But you know what? The day in, day out faithfulness of God lived out through the faithfulness of God's people. That's what sustains us. And we thank you for it. I love this verse in Proverbs 11, 24, and 25. One man gives freely and gains even more. You've probably experienced that because I know you're all generous. You give and you end up receiving even more. And that doesn't even necessarily mean financially. Um, somebody wrote on here that her gift is caring for people. Well, uh, she cares for people and people care for her. In return, one person gives freely and gains even more while another one withholds unduly, and that means they can but won't. There's a difference between can't give what you would want to and won't give. They withhold unduly and comes to poverty. Poverty of riches, poverty of, poverty of spirit is even more. I don't, I don't know what it would be like to be uh, miserable and stingy. I've known people like that. They, were, they had more money than I'll ever see in a lifetime, ten, ten lifetimes. And they were the most miserable people ever. Sad. So, so sad. Um, but a generous person or generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Isn't that true? Isn't it awesome when we have the opportunity to be generous, how good we feel? It's a, it's a crazy thing. And you know why? Is because generosity is in the very nature and character of God. And so us being created in the image of God, when we see generosity and when we're generous, we're living God in our lives. We're reflecting God's generosity. That's why it makes us feel good, because we're fulfilling our purpose in this, this life. And so anyway, just doing, just so thankful for our church. Um, and, uh, you know, God's just doing great things. You can give online, you can give through the mail, you can give in person. Um, however we can help you, uh, let us know at GodGivesYouHope at gmail.com and we will, uh, you know, help you with that. GodGivesYouHope at gmail.com. Um, some announcements. Just Between Us is a ministry to widows and widowers, um, and that's after church today. They have food, fun, and fellowship. Just an opportunity to get together and have a good time. And Pastor Rick, he didn't make it, but he ordered Big Ziti. Um, so I'm not sure that I told him I was coming or not, but um, I think I'm going to join their ministry today. You know, I am the pastor. I have to look out for everyone. And so they ordered Big Ziti. They just have a great time together. It's, it's so, so fun just walking in the room. And so if you're in that situation of a widow, a widower, uh, and just, uh, just between them, you have an understanding of what others are going through in ways that others can't and they have a great time. We're doing Christmas shoe boxes again. We already gave out all the boxes that we had with more people wanting them last week. So in one week after service, boom, they were all gone. So we got more um, in this week. You can participate, even if you're part of our online church, by just letting us know at godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. Godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. Let us know that you want to participate in the Christmas shoe boxes, and we'll help you with that. Next Steps is a class for uh, be uh, believers that want to grow in their relationship to the Lord. That's starting on the 24th. We're going to have some of that material online as well that you'll be able to watch in, on, YouTube, on our YouTube channel in short segments. Just some simple basic things, prayer, Bible reading, fellowship, those, those types of things to take that next step 
and to grow in your relationship to the Lord. We're having a prayer breakfast on the 26th at 10 a.m. Got a, we, ha, we have had a great response to that. For those of you that are available during the day, let me encourage you to come out uh, to that prayer, prayer breakfast. Men's bonfire on the 29th at the church, but not in the church. See, see how huge that is? It's at the church, but not in the church. See, we, you're not allowed to have a bonfire in the church. See, that would be a problem, but we're going to have it at the church and are looking forward to that. Please let us know if you're planning on attending so that we can have enough food and everything that we need for that. Again, God gives you hope at gmail.com. Better not to text me. I am the least reliable relayer of information that you will find. That's why we use that email. God gives you hope at gmail.com. I am the least reliable relayer of information. Um, and so use the email and um, then it will get dispersed to those that need, need to know it. And then the Woman's Craft Night. Uh, I don't know anything. They're, they're going to do a, a, a Christmas craft, but what I don't know is if they're having food. And so uh, it's probably I'm not going to attend. I don't know. I haven't decided yet on the Women's Craft Night. It really depends on the food that they're going to have, whether I'm going to attend that or not. But certainly all the ladies are welcome. Uh, on a serious note, you don't have to be super crafty. Um, we have people that are very crafty and will help you every step of the way. And I know the last time they got together, it was just they just had a great, great time of getting together, laughing, having fellowship. They made these little wreaths that were spectacular. Uh, really, ladies, make an effort to come out to that. And if the food is good enough, um, you know, you might see me there as well. All right. I think it is time for... Meme of the week. Meme of the week, if you're ready. I love this one. I stole this one from my wife's Facebook page. Scary toy for children. And the adult version. Scary toy for children. Jack in the box. The adult version is those rolls of grand biscuits that you have to pop and it pops open. Uh, hysterical. Scary toy for children. Uh, and adult version, right? Haha, -ha or LOL, or uh, whatever else in there, if you can um, relate to that. Um, snacks are only for the women. Ah, I see. That's how it's going to be, huh, Melissa? That's fine. Wait till you come to me with your budget. Anyway, <laughs> um, Okay, so that's a great, great version or a great meme of the week. I really need to record that and put that in there and get some music behind it, something like that for the meme of the week. People keep asking why I don't do that on Sunday morning. Well, because you're, you are all are special. You take the time and the effort to come online early before the on-site service and you continue to listen because I know who logs out, I can tell. And you continue to listen throughout, so you get the special meme of the week that no one else, no one else gets from that. All right, well, let's get to the Word of God. I, I, I mean this sincerely. I just felt the Lord pressing on my heart about this message today, that in the midst of everything, one of the tools that we need to be successful in life is to be able to procure uh, the peace of God. 
And the title of the message today, and you don't have to write it down, is Procuring the Peace of God in Perilous Times. Procuring the Peace of God in Perilous Times. Uh, in reading for this, this, this week's message, I found this great article, and it's, it's entitled like Dear Roger, and it has the idea of Dear Abby, only for spiritual matters. The question that Roger, who's a, he has a doctorate in ministry, has been a pastor for 40 years, a, a sharp and qualified man. Uh, uh, the question was asked of him, Dear Roger, I want to be honest with you. I've been a Christian for a long time, and I'm scared. Now, this is during, this is recent, okay? This is during all the stuff that we're all facing now. I'm scared. It seems like the globalization of our world teeters on the brink of collapse. I worry about recession and unemployment. I, and and uh, I worry about our retirement funds. I worry about the future of our children. I can't believe it, but I'm scared to wake up in the morning. How will I survive? I hate to admit this. But I've even gone through a doorway and found myself looking with suspicion at everyone, wondering if one of them is going to harm my family by infecting them or maybe even robbing them. I feel like there's an invisible enemy waiting to pounce. Stock market fluctuations, natural disasters, fly, violence, political unrest terrify me. How do I find peace? Sincerely worried. Well, I, I, I would imagine if we were honest that we've all felt maybe all of these things or some of these things uh, throughout this season that we've all experienced together. And so he writes back to her, uh, I recently talked to a person who told me that he was completely prepared to secure his future. And when I asked him about his plan for surviving any scenario of nuclear war, starvation, anarchy, economic collapse, he was quite clear and confident. And he, he was uh, a prepper, if you know what that is. And so the, the guy he was talking to, the guy that Roger was talking to, said, here's my plan to get ready. Build a bunker, hide my guns before the government takes them away, buy gold and stash it, stockpile food and water. He thought he was ready for anything, or, or was he? He sounded rather certain, but inside, I know that he was at least somewhat afraid. Otherwise, he wouldn't be preparing all of these things. See, self-preservation is a powerful instinct to overcome. Now, Roger goes on to say, we want to be safe from disaster, all of us. And that's this guy's idea of building a bunker. We want to be protected from danger. That's the idea of having a gun. We want to be secure financially. That's buying gold. We want to have enough to eat and drink, so we stockpile food and water. And I don't know that any of us are, you know, to that extreme of building a bunker and hiding guns and buying gold and stockpiling food and everything, but these fears are very real, and they're real to all of us. And so we're talking about how do we have peace in the midst of these perilous times? You know, I don't listen to the news a lot. Um, I just don't like it. I don't think it, it provides anything necessary for me. If there's some sort of disaster, I mean, I'll tune in to find out what's going on. It's not that I've buried my head in the sand, but um, I don't think anything good comes from it. I think it makes us more fearful and more worrisome. So listen, here's what Jesus said. 
in the midst of perilous times because think about what they were going through. They were occupied by Rome. Rome was brutal. There was political upheaval. Some wanted to overthrow Rome. There were financial problems. There were starvation problems. There was all sorts of things going on when Jesus walked this earth. And here's what Jesus told his disciples. Don't be afraid. Be at peace. Well, I don't know about you, but I want that peace in my life. And I want you as your pastor to have that peace in your life. And Jesus said it's possible. Jesus said that it's, it's possible to have peace in perilous times. And so that's what I want to talk to you today about having that peace in perilous times. It's funny, uh, someone named Vance Havner, he's an old Baptist preacher uh, back in the day. He wrote this, my wife and I were taking a bus trip through the mountains and the bus broke down right in front of a hillbilly grocery store. Uh, I think it was somewhere down in Virginia. Oh, Lindsay's here with me. I'm teasing her. The woman there had never been anywhere else much. My wife said, I don't believe she even knows what's going on in the world outside. And Vance Havner says, well, don't tell her. I wouldn't want the poor soul to know. Let her die in peace. Well, we live in a time where we wish we didn't know everything that's going on, but never before in the history of humanity have we had as much information or misinformation as we do now. There's a lot of information available to us. But I wholeheartedly agree with dear Roger. We can have peace because Jesus said it. We can have peace in perilous times, Tr not trusting in our own survival techniques, but trusting in Jesus Christ. Number one, I think I have these written down for you. Make peace with God. Now, you can't make it yourself. That's through Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1 says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. So if you have accepted Christ into your life by faith, we have peace with God. Okay? Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. If you think that you have to earn salvation, then you haven't received the peace that God gives and the peace with God that we can have. Because Christianity says we can't earn it. It's by God's grace through faith in Christ alone. That's the only way we can be saved. So you will never have the peace of God without first having the peace with God, meaning we need to have right relationship with God. The Bible teaches clearly that before Jesus, we were all at war with God. We wanted to do what we wanted to do, and we wanted to do it when we wanted to do it. We were in life for ourselves, and that would be called sin. But through Jesus Christ, we're no longer enemies of God. We're no longer at war with Him. In fact, He invites us to become family. Even though we weren't born into His family, He adopts us into His family, and we have the same rights and privileges and same love of the Heavenly Father through this adoption. And that adoption comes through Jesus Christ. He welcomes us into His family. And that's how we have peace with God. So watch. Watch my hands here. That's peace with God. No peace with God, no peace of God. As we're talking about peace, make sure that you have peace with God, according to Romans chapter 5.1. The second part of having peace is mend relational fences. Watch this. Peace with God 
relationships, peace of God, horizontal, vertical and horizontal relationships. Peace, in a sense, has this idea of relationship, a relationship with God. But the reality is we'll never have peace, the peace of God, without relational peace. Have you ever had a broken relationship, an important broken relationship in your life? And it just tears at your inner being. And it doesn't matter whether it was your fault or not your fault. When there's a broken relationship in our life, it, it, it hurts. And there's no peace there. See, uh, we have to work towards mending relational fences. Now, I'm going to share with you a scripture, and you've got to know this too. This will keep you in balance, okay? This has boundaries and balance built right into it. And it's in Romans chapter 12, verses 18 through 21. Romans 12, 18 through 21. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Let me stop there. Some of it's not dependent on you. You can do anything and everything in the world and that other person won't forgive, still hates, or whatever. Their response is not your responsibility. Listen, say that again. Their response is not your responsibility. Your, respo your responsibility is to work towards mending these fences. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Dear friends, it goes on, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For Scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. We know it as vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Instead, now watch this. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. See, when you show the love of Christ, even to those that, are, that have rejected you, and are rejecting that, what it does is it begins to shine a spotlight on their life. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. If you want to have the peace of God that he offers, you have to work towards mending fences, because relational fences, because you'll never have the peace of God when all of your relationships are in turmoil. Can I say something that's not very nice? But if all of your relationships are in turmoil, there's a common denominator there. Let me say it again. I'm sorry. I'm short on time. If all of your relationships are a mess, there's a common denominator in there. All right. So how do we mend these fences? I have to go through them quickly. If you want these in note form, I'm happy to send them to you. God gives you hope at gmail.com. God gives you hope at gmail.com. First thing you do if you want to mend fences is ask God for help because the reality is you can't do it yourself. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. We humble ourselves by saying, God, I need your help. That's humbling ourselves. God, I need your help in this relationship. The second thing we do is affirm their value. Romans 12, 10 says, have a profound respect for each other. That person that hurt you, sometimes it's easy to find all of their faults. God wants you to begin to find all of the good things in their life. And you might have to dig pretty hard to find good things in some of their lives. But find value in that. Find value and in your heart begin to pray for them and thank God for the value that's in their 
lives. Listen to them. Listen to them. Validate their feelings. I'm not saying you have to agree with everything, but listen. When you listen to someone, you're telling them they're important to you. Listen to them. Number three, so we have ask God for help. This is about mending fences. Affirm their value. Acknowledge your responsibility and sin. Galatians 6, 5 says, each person must be responsible for himself. That's where I'm saying if all of the relationships around you are a mess, there's a common denominator. There might be something in your life that's lacking. You might have expectations for other people that are unrealistic. You might have been so prickly through the years that no one wants to be close to you. You kind of have a porcupine personality. I hate to be so strong, but you know sometimes we've got to cut through the, the baloney to get to what the real situation is. You cannot have a strong and healthy relationship without accepting responsibilities for your part in it. Relationships take two people. And I'm not saying every difficult relationship is your fault, but at least take a look and say, hey, was there something I said? Was there something that I could have done differently to mend those fences? And again, why? Because you'll never have the peace of God without mending fences the best to the best of your ability. Their response is not your responsibility, but your responsibility is to work toward, as a believer, mending these fences. Number four, allow them to be human. Don't expect other people to be perfect because they're not any more than you are. Sometimes we set such high expectations for other people and how they're supposed to treat us or interact with us or, or know what we're thinking or, or whatever. It's impossible. Colossians 3.13 says, make allowance for each other's faults. Make allowance for each other's faults. That says we all have faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Wow. Colossians 3.13 in the New Living Translation. That's pretty clear. You've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. We have peace with God. Now to have the peace of God, we must mend these relational fences. Now, let me give you those four things about mending again. Number one, ask God for help. Humble yourself. Affirm their value. Respect each other. Acknowledge your responsibility. Each person is responsible for himself. Allow them to be human. Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And the third step in procuring peace the peace of God in perilous times is memorized scripture. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. In Psalm 119.11. Well, you might say, well, I can't memorize things. I can't memorize scripture. Well, that's not true. It's not true. I'm going to start a phrase and you're going to finish it in your mind or out loud. The Lord is my... Yep. See, you know it. You have that memorized. Our Father who art in heaven... See, you have that memorized. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and... See, you have that memorized. For God so loved the world that He gave His only... See, you have that memorized. So let's, let's get past this initial thought was, I can't memorize Scripture. You can. It might not be as quick as it used to be, but you can memorize Scripture. And here's, here's the scripture I want you to memorize this week. Okay? Here's the scripture I want you to memorize this week. Psalm 34, 4. 
Psalm 34.4. Write it down, jot it down. I might call you and quiz you at any time. Psalm 34.4. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. That's peace. He's delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34.4. Here it is. Let's say it together. I, I should have had it on the screen. I don't think I do. But you can get it. Psalm 34.4. I sought the Lord. Say it. I sought the Lord. Lindsay, say it. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Break it into little phrases. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. There's a rhythm to it. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Get this verse in your heart. Memorize scripture. If you don't know what scriptures to memorize, Google it. Google what are good scriptures about the peace of God or what are good scriptures to overcome fear. This is the part we must play. Look at verse 4. 34.4, the first step is I sought the Lord. We have to take that step to seek the Lord. And when I sought him, when I prayed to him, when I called out to him, he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Here's what Jesus said in John 14.27, peace I leave with you and peace I give you. So here they were in perilous times 2,000 years ago. In chapter 13, Jesus just told him, told, told them he was going to be leaving them. And they're like, what? Why would you leave us now? The Messiah has finally come. Why would you leave us at this most important time? But Jesus said, here's what I'm leaving you with. Peace. I leave you with peace and I give you peace. How do we procure this peace? How do we get this peace of God that we so desperately need and perilous? First, we make sure we have peace with God. Then we make sure we have peace in our relationships as far as it's dependent on us. Mend relational fences and memorize scripture. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. He goes on to say, I do not give peace as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Wow. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 14, 27. John 14, 27. Lastly, Paul writes this, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God wants to give you a peace that goes beyond your circumstances, that goes beyond your normal and natural feelings. He wants to give you something that transcends all understanding and it guards your heart against the attack of the enemy and your mind against the attack of the enemy. How? In Christ Jesus. And that's Philippians 4, 7. Well, I found this uh, another meme on, you know what, I did have these verses here. Sorry, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. You know what helps memorizing? Write it out. Write it out. And then keep writing it out. 
All right. Quickly, quickly. I have to be in the baptismal tank in 20 minutes. This is Corey Ten Boone. If you don't know her story, she was um, delivered miraculously through the Holocaust. She spent time in the execution uh, prison camps. And she says this, and I'll close with this and then we'll pray together. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. My prayer for you is that you would be at rest. And that whether literally or figuratively, you would be able to take a deep breath, lower your shoulders, and find the peace of God. Even in these perilous times, we can trust in Jesus more than we can trust in ourselves or anyone else because Jesus loves you and he proved it on the cross. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray for my friends and family that are listening today and I pray, God, that you would go to them right where they're at right now and that they would sense your presence that brings peace right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we've thought about all these things through perilous times. Now may we stop worrying so much about things we can't control and may we worship you, Lord God. And may our hearts just go to worship, that we'd stop worrying about all these things we can't control and just begin to worship you as creator, sustainer, that you are transcendent, you are above all, you are imminent and yet actively involved in our lives. Lord, we need your peace and we seek after you. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you today. I believe this was a special time together. I believe that you are watching not by chance or coincidence, but God had something he wanted to speak to your heart today. And I believe that he did. God loves you. I love you. Your church loves you. And we're thankful for you. You're special. God created you special. And he wants to give you his peace. Well, listen, we'll talk to you soon. I got to be in the baptismal tank in 15 minutes. 15 minutes, I can do it. Upstairs, run through the hall, take my Crocs off and get ready and, and, and try to have some, uh, not be so winded that I could actually talk when I get into the tank. So pray for us, we're excited. Let's say our benediction together. Uh, oh, I forgot this meme too. Holy cow, look at this. When God blesses you beyond what you could ask, think, or imagine. Look at that cinnamon roll and frosting. Glory! Glory to God when God blesses you beyond what you can ask, think, or imagine. All right, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ask, more than you could imagine, to him be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, amen and amen.